Welcome to episode 21 of Two Girls, a Guy, and a Tardis. Uh, I'm your host, John, and I'm joined by my lovely co-hosts, Joanna and Nicole. Hello. Hello. Who are both here. Um, the bulk of the show is probably going to be talking, finish, try, well, not finishing up, but talking about our next two classic doctors, which would be Peter Davison and Colin Baker. But before we get to that, there's a little bit of news we're going to go through. And Joanna's also going to tell us about the Order of the Blue Box photo shoot here in Chicago that was at Lincoln Park Zoo. That was a lot of fun. That I unfortunately couldn't make it. And Who I at really the wanted zoo? To. Yeah. Who at the zoo? <laughs> Very clever. That's kind of good. I stole it from Sarah or someone else. Or Terry. Well, either way, take credit for it. Yes. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Just take credit for Just it. Just take credit for it. They won't know. All right. Who at the zoo? So. You're, assu- you're assuming they listen. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> So, uh, okay, first off, I was flipping through TV channels a couple days ago, and I saw Star Trek Next Generation was on. Believe me, this leads into who. <laughs> and I stopped. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll watch this. Wife's not home, and the kid doesn't care what I watch, so I'm watching it. I see an abnormal amount of commercials for Doctor Who and BBC America and Top Gear. I'm like, wow. I'm thinking I'm like on the Science Channel. I'm like, wow, the Science Channel is really like promoting the hell out of somebody else. It's weird. And it took about 15 minutes before I realized I was watching it on BBC America HD. Woo! So, yes, uh, all of you AT&T U-verse viewers, we now do have BBC America HD, just in time for the special, which is good because I had no idea how I was going to watch it in HD when I didn't have HD. So... Just imagine it. Close my eyes and imagine it. Watch it and just pretend it's HD. If I watched it on a small enough screen, it would look HD. It's all about pixel density. Um, so that's kind of cool. Uh, also, the other option I would have had would have been waiting two days and going to see it at the theater. Because uh-uh. it's playing in almost every, I think it's playing in every state. Uh, it's going to be shown in real 3D, which uh, that's the only thing kind of keeping me away from it. I don't really know if I want to see it in 3D. And I don't know if I really want to see it in the theater either. I mean, like, I, I almost want to just to be part of it. But, I mean, what do you, what do you guys think? I am, like on the fence about it because it's like, it would be fun to see it in the theater but it's cool that it is going to be in the theater but the thing is the magic of Doctor Who is watching it at home I'm just like we don't how many times do we watch Doctor Who in the theater not many times but to me this is just such a big deal we need to watch it like at home with your friends have like a mini pizza party or whatever so it's, it's a fun thing for me it's it's like one of my best memories of watching Doctor Who. One of the many good memories I have of watching Doctor Who is watching it at Anime Central, and That's watching right, you it told with, us about that, yeah. And watching it with a bunch of friends, and we're all like having the same reaction, and then running into each other, and it's like, wow. But see, that kind of that kind of way of watching Doctor Who didn't exist when I was watching it <laughs> when I was a kid because it wasn't until 11 p.m. on Sunday nights, so I'd have to <laughs> act like I was sleeping. Hope my mom was asleep and the lights were all off. Turn my black and white nine inch yeah, black and white nine inch TV with knobs mm-hmm. on so I could watch Doctor Who and hopefully not have anybody catch me. <laughs> but it's so cool now that you can you can actually have like that you can like do that now that people actually do want to watch it and it's not like you know back in the day saying you were a Doctor Who fan was kind of like well they would say Doctor mm-hmm. Who because they had no idea. <laughs> Is that the guy with the scarf? That's the guy with the scarf, right? Yes. So, how about you, Nicole? I I wouldn't be opposed to seeing it in the theater. But I mean, it's kind of different. I mean, they had the screening that that 
the tickets were free when they did uh, Impossible Astronaut and and Nicole, Day of the Moon. Kelsey got tickets for that. You did? <laughs> yes. And I was like, that would be cool to see it on the screen. And they were just gone in like an instant. I was one of those people that had it. Like the, the guy from the Chicago Runout, he was there. <coughs> and he, and we oh, were, you're talking about um, like, uh, Elliot Serrano. Elliot, yeah, Elliot. So, I haven't talked I to him in a while, but nice guy. I was there. So, and that was like the best secret ever. Like, you want to pick up that name that you dropped? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Elias Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it took you a second. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, who I stole? I think I stole that. I might have stole that bit from Chris Hardwick. I don't remember. No, seriously, it's like he was there. He was interviewing everyone. He saw like our knitted Daleks are quite popular, apparently. Mm, yeah, and you know, and to be fair, it's been at the theater before, but it was in movie form with Peter Cushing. It wasn't, you know, technically official Doctor Who. I mean, it was, but it wasn't, you know didn't follow any, any of the story. Yeah. Maybe that's who John Hurt's character is. <laughs> we'll see. That would be a twist. Dun, dun, dun. Is M. Knight directing it? <laughs> I think so. So we'll figure out the twist midway through, and then the twist is like the TARDIS key was broken. Or <laughs> he had the wrong one, he couldn't get in. Mm-hmm. Some weird twist. I'm excited now. I'm getting more and more excited. <laughs> I was just talking to one of my coworkers about this. He's a new Who fan, and he also respects the classic who as well i mean like two co-workers i know that are definitely actually fans they respect the classic who but i'm like are you gonna watch watch him like i'm probably gonna dvr and watch it later because it's saturday mm, so but it's doctor who's 50th i know so yeah. he's gonna like because he could just fast forward through the commercials that's his thinking well i mean I- i'm curious to see what the theater numbers are after it airs yeah because it's gonna air on tv so i'm sure people are gonna see it but I'm curious to see how well it does at the theater when it comes to like box office numbers. It's only airing for the one. Day. It's only going to be there one day, if I'm correct, isn't it? <clears throat> I don't know. I haven't done any of my homework on that. I believe it's just one day, and I don't know how many showings, but it... I know I cannot take the day off on that day. I mean, that's holiday at Starbucks. <laughs> it's difficult. You call in sick. I don't know. I don't feel good. <laughs> <laughs> You're too honest. <laughs> I used to call in sick all the time at the high end, when it, at the hotel when I worked at it. <laughs> like they somehow, like like they're going to know exactly who you are and which high oh. end. And you don't work there anymore. What's the difference? All right, I was like, at the high end, I worked there. And I'm like, I would always call in sick. But now I'm like, nah, I don't. I. It's because it. you love your job at a Seattle coffee house so much. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes people get high get on the side of about some customer history. Stop it! It's only coffee. <coughs> I literally get mad at my store manager because we were run- we were moving the line slowly and we had two people not show up. It's like, listen, if you want fast coffee, you go to McDonald's or Dunkin' Donuts. You want quality coffee. Go come to here. Store. Yes. And it's only coffee. I, I hate saying I can't say that. I like Dunkin' Donuts better. <laughs> but I found out last year that lighter roasted coffee has more caffeine in it than dark because roast. It's Roasted a lot less. Yeah, when you roast it longer, the caffeine leaves. Yes. No one believes me. I get in constant arguments when I tell people that. I'm like, fine, look it up. Just look it up then. Because Ask, oh my gosh, we get we get that a lot. I'm like, you want caffeine or do you want flavor? Caffeine. Like, that's why, like, when you buy like any coffee for like a curry or something that's called donut shop, it's like a medium to light roast because they used to have medium to light roast in the morning at donut shops to wake people up. 
Everyone thinks because it's more like more bitter the darker ones no. that make it's like no. no, it's got nothing to do with it. It's it's like you most people <clears> want <throat> the caffeine or they want the flavor. But people have this conception that the darker has more caffeine and it doesn't. No, you're right. So that's your Is little that tip. There, there you go, listeners. There's your little coffee tip. Yep. Brought to you in part by <laughs> no. And Should I don't drink coffee, so. Really? No. Wow. Never liked it. I didn't say I like it. I just said I drink it. <laughs> There's a difference. Yes, but I, I've never... I tried it in high school and, like, with all sorts of flavors. Can you see her, can you see her like, hiding herself like she's getting ready to do drugs, only it's coffee? <laughs> like, her mom's like, what are you doing? Nothing! <laughs> Everyone was like, oh, coffee, I love coffee. I'm like, okay, I'll try it. I'm like, no. And then they're like, oh, with flavors. You'll like it with flavors. And I tried, no. I'm sorry, I, I've had hazelnut coffee and all, and French vanilla, and you sm- it smells different. It all tastes the same to me. It does. I, mm-hmm. it, you add sugar and you add some different creamers or something, that's one thing. But, yeah, I can't. It all tastes the same to me. Anyways, back to 50th anniversary stuff. Uh, Wouldn't it be great if we could announce there's a special Doctor Who 50th anniversary coffee blend coming out? <laughs> and then keep, we could keep pretend your eyes this, on, this keep whole your eyes thing on, was... Keep your eyes on thinkgeek.com because if anyone's going to do it, <laughs> it'd probably be them. They have a, they have a Darth Vader dark roast, uh, dark side roast or something coffee. <laughs> There's a line. It's the best website ever. I can't go to it because I'll like max out my credit card. <laughs> There's a co- tea website called Adego Tea, and they have Doctor Who blends. Adego, I've seen that. So Adego Tea, you know, being Italian, I'm offended by that. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm probably the least likely person to get offended. I'm, I'm probably most likely to offend. <laughs> If anything, no, like this tea company has like all sorts of Doctor Who teas. Yeah, so. I can, yeah, I've seen it, but I couldn't. They, they were out of stock on like everything. <laughs> I think last time I looked, that was a while ago. True. Uh, no, but other fiftieth news. There's there's always rumors that so and so's in it, so and so's in it. Paul McGann once again admitted that he is a bit gutted not to star in the special. Wah wah. From the, what a surprise! Because <laughs> even if he's, I mean. Listen, he, he's kind of a, he's not a bad actor, so, I mean, he could just be completely, you know, who knows. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says, I was a bit dismayed, a bit gutted, not to be asked, but the older doctors are not in it. There's all kinds of rumors doing the rounds. One gets tired of trying to refute things on Twitter and the like, but take it from me, I'm not in it. He did say he'd like to come back. He'd like to be on it again. So apparently he's not on it, and I'm sure we have a couple of listeners, some that Joanna knows personally, that are going to keep calling it the eighth anniversary reunion or eighth <laughs> anniversary episode. Uh, you know, I almost want to agree with that, except I understand why they're not bringing like like you look at Tom Baker, he cannot reprise the role. He it's, he just no. You know, I mean, I, I get why they're not going to do it, but it is kind of. Eh. But like McGann, McGann could have did it. Yeah, yeah. You could. And McGann was more than willing to do it. So, but, you know, it's been, what, it came back in 2005 and it was off the air since 1989, 90? 89. 89? Yeah. I mean, other than McGann's, you know, thing. So, I mean, 16 years it passed, you know. What are you going to do? I would have liked to have seen Sylvester McCoy again with the umbrella. And I still say, I think McCoy could do it. Because <coughs> the way his costume with the hat and everything's Cover. all covered, so... Yeah, he probably could pull it off a little bit. His, his age doesn't show quite no, as much, No, but he's, I, don't I don't know if he'd fit into the outfit anymore. Well, 
I know they Colin can, wouldn't. They can alter just, it a little yes. bit. He's he, it's very layered. He's got all those like right. he could. Well, because even when they had Peter Davison guest on it in the the Children's in Need or yeah, Children's in Need special, I mean they he, they kind of explained why he looked older. You know, I mean, would you really need to do that? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you one thing: if John Pertwee was still alive, he would have beaten down the door of the BBC, mm-hmm. wanting to be. He would have driven the home the homemobile to the BBC. And he would have looked exactly the same. Yeah, somehow that guy was was off the show like for magical. What? He left in seventy two four four I think seventy four, and in two thousand or no in ninety was Three. it ninety three. They did the special, mm-hmm. so it was almost twenty years, and he looked like he had never left the role. Mm-hmm. Oh, awesome! He like uh, he it, it, he didn't miss a step. He didn't miss a beat. He was perfect still. <clears throat> but well, you know, only time will tell. We'll see what happens. And just because they're not in it doesn't mean it's not going to pay homage to the past, and doesn't mean it's not going to be a good episode. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, how did you guys see? Did either of you see the trailer? Yeah. Yep. I mean, it paid like they, saw, it showed all of them. Yes, but like. You realize this is something... But like Stephen Moffat said, go back and count. Don't even get me started. We'll find out. It cannot waste. Mm. I, yet I hate to say it, I'm excited for the 50th. I'm excited to see Peter Capaldi still. <laughs> I'm... Oh, oh my finally a, a doctor with no love triangles, mm-hmm. no... Oh. <sighs> I, have, I have a good feeling about when he takes over. <laughs> I, like, I think... The initial shock of like when Matt Smith came aboard was short lived, and then it's like, oh, let's go with the flow. You know what? I've, I I noticed this week, uh, past couple weeks, as I was watching some reruns of episodes, I like a lot of the Matt Smith's episodes, and I like Matt Smith in a lot of parts of it. I don't, I don't know where I put his doctor on my list because the guy at work is on the David Tennant years now, and he watched. Uh, the whole first, he, he watched all the Eccleston ones and he liked it, but he started watching the David Tennant ones and he, he's like, you know, there's such a difference. Like, they're more emotional. They get you more involved than, you know, and he was right. But um, that was like the thing. Like, you watch the way Tennant, there was just something about David Tennant's doctor that, man, I, I, I'm watching, like, he's watching him at work on lunch and I'm like looking at my screen and I'm kind of glancing over at his. Not even hearing it, I'm still like just watching it. Like, <laughs> God, that was a good episode, you know. And there were so many just really great episodes, and far less plot holes, I think, in some of the first season of his too. Even like the girl in the fireplace. I mean, it didn't really have any weird, you know, well timey wimey kind of crap. It was just you know, <laughs> there's episode. It was good. I saw Blink for the first time in like forever. Oh, such like, a good episode. I still. know. Such a, and he's not even in it that much. No, that's like the best part of it because it's it was scary enough. I posted a question like on our Facebook. I'm like, are the Weeping Angels, aka the Lonely Assassins, are they good, bad, or evil? Well, see how everyone they send back in time seems to have a stellar life. Yeah, it's hard to call them evil. Well, yeah, but then in chaotic good. But then in maybe? the time of angels, they're just killing people. True. Well, they were desperate, Nicole. <laughs> I don't. They were scared of the, like the crack in time, and they were desperate. Changed the rules. They that, didn't kill people. You know what? The, cha- the changing do. of the rules didn't start with until Stephen Moffat. I mean, that drastic of the change. 
Like, like the Daleks never went from like exterminating everybody to being like, "We are here to help you farm your land." No, they never. No, I the Cybermen weren't like, "You will be what was it? You will life. be upgraded if you choose." No. <laughs> so the Weeping Angels all of a sudden cracking necks. Mm. I like those. I like the Weeping Angels from the Blink episode way better. Well, those are the same ones from Silence in the Library. The Weeping Angels? Not Silence in the Library. Um, Angels take Manhattan. No, no. No, was it like oh, they aren't killing God. people? Which no, what was the one where they were? No, no, the one where they were. The one, like, the, so- the first half of the episode we were just talking about. The first half of the one when they're in the caves. Isn't that Time of break, Angels? Time of Angels. The first half of that, they were. They reminded me more of. The, they were scary still, like. Yeah. Horror movie scary, not like action movie scary. Until the second half of that, when you know. No, keep your eyes closed. Yeah, like the one. Yeah, like the one where, like the beginning of it, where the Amy Pond gets the sand coming out of her eyes because she sees it. You know that, like the beginning of that episode and the first half of that, probably the first half of that episode, maybe the first half of those two, like the first episode, they were still kind of like the creepier, like okay, this is you know, and then all of a sudden they're like chasing people down and no. All of a sudden, they were killing people. <clears throat> like, and I know he put it; it's a different situation. Well, I can understand. Like, I'd... I can understand killing the one guy to take him over to like lure the rest of them. I, I could get that part, but then it just got you know it went too far. But yeah, the angels take Manhattan angels. We're back to the you know. Although then they had the, the people there definitely weren't getting a better life. They were living out the rest of their life in that little room. That the angels kindly labeled with their name on the outside. Yeah, I didn't get that. You mean that hotel? <laughs> I like that they just took the time to label. I thought that was I thought that was the battery thing that Neo was in from the Matrix. Wasn't that basically the same idea? Using the humans for their life energy? In this case time energy. Um yeah. Yeah, anyways, that I don't know where we got sidetracked from. Uh <laughs> so Paul McCann's not in the fiftieth, we know that. <laughs> I, I I think that's where we left off. <clears throat> So we'll see what they if it becomes an eighth anniversary or if it you know I don't know whatever. I, I think they're definitely gonna be paying homage. I'm just more excited for the the new doctor at this point. <laughs> well, it does seem like forever. You learn about the new doctor and then it's like oh yeah. Well, they weren't gonna announce We've Matt Smith leaving Matt for like they weren't gonna they weren't gonna announce it for like months until they found a new guy and it leaked and they had a. I still would have been like screw you we don't we don't know. Hmm. Well, screw you, he's not leaving. Yeah, well, you can still see all the <clears throat> press coverage. I was looking at something, and I saw the old articles where they all keep saying, Matt Smith says he'll be back for season eight. There's, like, all these, like, things where they, they kept saying, oh, but he's going to be he's back. But even he's come out and said that he was going to stay past, like, the Christmas special. I mean, prior to, you know, mid-season last year, he had made statements that he was going to be around next year. And so, mm-hmm. I think his career definitely took a turn... At that point, in the most recent months, several months. You know what it is? I just... He... I don't know. I like his doctor, but not enough to where it's like, oh no, he's leaving. Over the old, in the new. You're there. It's funny, uh, you know, when Eccleston left, I was like, and they showed David Tennant, I'm like, who... Really? That's the new guy? He doesn't (laughs) look like he... You know... But he did fine. Matt Smith took over, and I think Matt Smith did a great job, and he made it far. Him and um, Karen and uh, um, Arthur. 
Arthur really took it to. I mean, I mean, it really elevated even more. Like there were, they obviously appealed to a lot of younger audience members somehow. I mean, mm-hmm. there was just because going to Chicago Tardis for the past three years, there was a whole lot different. I mean, there was a lot more of a different crowd there than before. Mm-hmm. I, I always say Eccleston brought it back and made it stable, and David Tennant propelled it to like movie star status, I guess. And then mm-hmm. Matt Smith and that crew made it. They, I mean, they were rock stars at San Diego Comic Con. I mean, they were like rock stars there. I mean, the mm-hmm. show has gotten so big. Yeah. And to everybody, well, it was then that I, I remember the first time I saw the like Doctor Who ads on the L, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Wait a second. That's an ad for Doctor Who. Yeah. On the L. I mean, there are people that I would never expect to watch the show and like it that are like, oh, it's great. And it's like, wow. Okay. Cool. It's a dirt park podcast. Yeah. (laughs) That's how we have our fans. So that was cool. Um, That's all the news. Nothing really, you know. Matt Smith turned 31. Yes, he did. (laughs) On the 28th, I think it was. I think so. Yeah. I remember that. Was, I remember that I was at work sitting at my desk <laughs> while he was gallivanting around the world acting and being a doctor like him yeah a bitch. <laughs> uh, so Joanna would you like to tell us about the photo shoot that the Chicago Doctor Who fans aka the Order of the Blue Box we went to Lincoln Park Zoo and it was a day of fun friends and pictures we found an angel statue and everyone- yes, you, yeah I saw the pictures <laughs> We took pictures in front of the weeping angel. Shock. Don't look. Look. <laughs> Shock. Animals. All these animals. The zoo. We saw like a gorilla make a bed. We saw two gorillas make a bed. In the gorilla house. It's kind of fun. There's about 4,000 pictures on the uh, website for the order, of, or the Facebook page for the order of the blue box. There's a lot of photos. Oh, I know. Everyone takes <clears> the same <throat> pictures of the same people. From slightly different angles. Yeah. <laughs> Not even, like, different angles, but, like, from a foot off. Uh-huh. <laughs> True. But, you know, it's a good way, because it's... We don't know what's going to come out and what doesn't, so, I mean, I mean now you have you know, Yeah, and the, the best part mm-hmm. of it, the, those photo shoots, is that everyone is a Doctor Who fan. It's either New Who or Old Who. It's a time when, like, friends just get together and they just have fun. I saw you had a Brigadier there, there this time. We did. Ken. It was nice to see Phil reprise his role as the master. Yes. Um, I I don't know if Charlo was there. We had our Charlo there. No, we had the um, Mr. Sims. Like, John Sims. John Sims showed up? (laughs) Saxon. Carol Saxon. I don't remember every... I'd have to have the pictures up. You you know what I'm talking about, right? Like, the mm-hmm. guy who ran for, like, Prime Minister. Yeah. No, 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 I know who you're talking about. I'm just trying yeah. to figure out who was dressed like. Um, it was Patrick. Yeah, okay. So. <laughs> and then we have, there was, we have, like, you know the, um, oh, the Fires of Pompeii Girls? Yeah, I saw there was and one there. That was Terry. Oh, gosh, we had, like, Femme Jack, Femme Yanto, like, um, we had, like, Eleven. We had like no, no. No, you didn't have an eleven. We had like a Pertwee. Yes, there was a Pertwee. We had two Mm -hmm. Pertwees actually. Uh, what's her name? Was one of them, right? Um, I think it's Nicole. I don't. 
Not me. Not, not this Nicole. But no, but this thing. Nicole said how she'd love to do a Pertwee yeah. outfit, but we couldn't figure. And then right after the week after, I saw the pictures from that, and I'm like, oh, there was a Pertwee there. No, seriously. I mean, she was <clears> really good. Yeah. And then we had another Pertwee. We had so many people. I mean, like you see a couple of new people actually. So, which was really kind of nice. It definitely looks like there were people there that were not there from the first one I went to. Yeah, true. I mean, that's very much true. So there's always going to be new people coming. So you oh, you find each other on Facebook. You, Everyone becomes friends, so mm -hmm. it was fun. I mean, it was it was definitely like worth going <laughs> and worth the stress of working that morning at the coffee house. It said Seattle Coffee House. Yes, <laughs> <clears throat> it's not Starbucks. We're talking about Eddie Vedder's coffee chain. <laughs> no. So you guys had fun. Oh yes, it was a long day at that point. It's like <laughs> you're exhausted. And the pictures go up pretty much pretty quickly after that, so... They looked good. I mean, it looked like everyone had a good time. I mean, we did, so... It rains, mm -hmm. but the pictures, we didn't let it... It didn't rain much, though. Oh, no. It was, we, we got lucky weather, so... <laughs> and it wasn't so hot, either. No, it seemed like mm -hmm. it was all right. Yeah, kind of... So... I highly recommend going to our next shoot again so we also highly recommend telling your friends to listen to us if you listen to I us and like us exactly. not you i'm talking about the listeners i know <laughs> she like takes offense <laughs> i do <clears throat> i do tell my friends I'm not talking about you i do tell my friends it's Hello. remember it's two girls and a guy this isn't all about you <laughs> well, excuse me <laughs> um so that's good then next one's probably gonna be sometime in spring right spring and uh, fall traditionally fall. yes so well, fall like it is fall <laughs> I'm sorry, I've had a long day, so I apologize for the lack of common sense. That's okay. If the, if the listeners have heard this podcast, they're used to it from the three of us. Well, at least from two of us. Usually this, other than saying penis monster on the whole last episode. <laughs> what happened? Did you listen to it yet? I haven't. Oh, yeah. Well, in fact, I almost titled it, it Penis is. Monster. There's nothing else you can call it. Oh, gosh. Which is the penis monster? It's from a Tom Baker episode. Oh, gosh. I need a Tom Baker episode. And creature I... from the pit. Okay. The creature is a penis monster. That's it. Did you see this? Oh, gosh. Um, that, that's two girls, a guy, and a TARDIS for you. Just <laughs> always keeping it always keeping it highbrow. <laughs> <clears throat> you won't get any phallic jokes here. Oh, wait. Anybody that denies it is lying. Even Tom Baker knew. <laughs> I agree with you. I just thought it was a... We've never had the word penis on our podcast until the last two. This one and the last one. <laughs> I will try to work that in once every episode from now. <laughs> there is... Uh, Did your mom listen to that episode? Yes. <laughs> she probably laughed her ass off at the penis part, too. She she would agree. I said it looks, and she said yes, it does. No, no, I didn't disagree. It was just hilarious the way you did it. It was just like just out of nowhere, just penis monster. Oh gosh, ah, there's nothing else you can call that. It, no, no, you're right. After the first time you see it, they change it. They do because obviously they, they realize they made a penis monster. So we'll give it a few more appendages, but. That first episode, you can't tell me that Tom Baker didn't know exactly what that looked like with what I, he was doing to it. I want to know how many takes it took to do that scene. See, I need to watch that now. I had to take a few scenes, a few takes. So, anyways, but that was uh, last week's episode, and um, that was a recap. That was a recap on most of last <laughs> week's episode. 
the only important thing you the need best, to know. The best, part, the best bits of last week's episode. <laughs> no, like, it was two weeks ago. Eh, last episode, two weeks, three, yeah. four, two and a half weeks. Uh, three by the time this airs, probably. <laughs> um, anyways, we t- finished up with Tom Baker. And mm-hmm. when we finished, we left Tom Baker laying on the ground outside of a satellite array with the Watcher walking towards him. And, and we start Tegan, Adric, and with Nissa. Tegan, Adric, surrounded by his good friends, Tegan, Nissa, and Adric, who he's known all of three <laughs> minutes. And uh, we pick up with our hero turning from the White Guardian into Peter Davison, <laughs> the Fifth Doctor, one of my favorites, whom I've met. Very nice guy. In fact, mm-hmm. he's got a, he's got a new TV show called the La- I don't know if it's new, but a show called The Last Detective where he it, he plays a detective and he's kind of bumbling supposedly. <laughs> so sp- I gotta watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, he's joined initially by Adric Tegan and Nissa, and I my throat bo- is bothering me. So Nicole, take it away. <laughs> well, he's very different from Tom Baker. Yes. I. This is just my theory. I think he's a little more human. Mm-hmm. He's less Agreed. alien than most of the other doctors. He seems much more like he would blend in on Earth and. He enjoys cricket. Yes. He wears Very cricketer's cricket. outfit. He's good at it. And his celery. <clears throat> yep. Yeah. Uh, Which might make him a little less human, but. I, I remember reading, and I do agree with this also, that he's probably the doctor that up until that point genuinely cares about the people he knows and shows it mm-hmm. you know he has a much different regard for well his to, to jump to jump to the end he gives up his life for his companion mm-hmm. perry so i'm sure in the 1980s a lot of people a lot of men would have given up their lives for nicola bryant <laughs> but, but i still would <laughs> but no he uh yeah yeah much more human and not quite as quirky, I don't think, as most of the other doctors. I mean, he had his celery. But sometimes he had but... a, he had an almost childlike quality at times. Like, when it came to, uh... When it came to, like... Fi- like, not figuring things out, but... Yeah, I guess even figuring things out sometimes, the way he thought about it, the way he did it. Mm-hmm. He was definitely, definitely played to completely different than... Than uh, Baker, you also had a complete switch over the casting of the crew, because uh, well, no, no, John Nathan Turner took over what the last year Tom Baker I was around. Think. Good old J and T. You also had the much younger Doctor. Yeah, yeah, Davidson was the youngest Doctor at the, ever to play the part. I think yeah, at the time he's like twenty nine, yeah, thirty, I... yeah, right around there. We both thought twenty nine. I'm going yeah. with that. And it was a departure for Peter Davison, who played a veterinarian <laughs> on a show prior to that. And he admitted in many interviews since then that he felt he was too young for it, but how could you pass it mm-hmm. up? You know, and he, he felt that he finally figured out how to play the, his doctor properly that last season, which then he became, you know, Colin Baker. <laughs> but I think, I think, uh, I, I enjoyed. A lot of the I enjoy most almost every one of the Peter Davis episodes. His for the first villain he meets is the Master. Mm-hmm. Got Adric in the web. A lot of weird semi bondage things going on <laughs> in the J and T era. I believe Turlo at one point says that 
the the writers never knew what to do with him, so he ended up in multiple states of bondage throughout the episode as he was captured. <laughs> yeah, that first uh, Castrovalva, he Adric is like tied up in the web and mm-hmm. controlling. Th- and I was like, that was a that was the first Peter Davison I ever saw, and I remember going like, this is kind of odd. Because at that point, I don't think I'd seen Adric in anything either. And I'm like, why is this kid in a web and what is going on? It's a little weird. But why does he have a and weird he's looking... unconscious for like most of his first episode. No offense to Matthew Waterhouse, but he seemed like he was unconscious in most of his episodes. Well, the doctor is unconscious. He's like in that oh. little like, coffin-like oh, yeah. Yeah, thing because, and they're bringing him around. Because this is the first time that you see a, um, a regeneration that has trouble. He's kind of unstable in the beginning, and he needs to go to what they call the zero room. And mm-hmm. they bring him to the zero room, but then they, he wakes up because they're, the master has Adric set the TARDIS to go to events, event zero, which means the Big Bang, which means that it's going to burn and it's going to die. He wakes up, uh, leaves the zero room. We also, see that, we also see that the TARDIS, contrary to today's world can be flown by other people because it has an index help file. Because Tegan and Nyssa figure out how to do parts of it. And he unwinds the scarf. He unwinds the scarf so he doesn't get lost. Which was big kind of, symbolism of ending the Tom Baker Which era. was sad yet hilarious at the same time. I think like at a... I think at um, when he was at Galley, Tardis Terra made a scarf. And he just... The actor actually... That made... Peter Davidson. Peter Davidson, excuse, sorry, pardon me. Actually, unwound the scarf. Oh, that would hurt. Oh, I know. She did it so he could do that, apparently, so. He, uh. So they end up jettisoning. This is also the first time we find out they could jettison parts of the TARDIS, oh, which yeah. actually, actually ends up jettisoning the Zero Room, which is when they make that little coffin thing to carry him in. I'm like, I know it had a better name probably on the show but I remember it as he's almost in like a little coffin and they carry him around yeah. and they put him on a wheelchair at one point and they lose the wheelchair and roll <laughs> down a hill <laughs> oh god that's funny no Castrovalva was actually a pretty good episode um he's it, it actually David Tennant's first episode the Christmas special he was in very similar he's unconscious most of the time you know mm-hmm. and then wakes up you know, just in time to save you know everything so we go. So we had Castro Valva, which was a good episode. Fort of Doomsday. Hmm. With the famous scene. Which one? Castro Valva? No. Oh, Fort, Fort of Doomsday when he's floating outside the TARDIS. That's the episode it is. <coughs> he go, he, he's floating between the TARDIS and a spaceship mm-hmm. or something. Okay. I couldn't think of it. I'm like, I just, I just watched most of these. Yeah, that's the, the dazzling special effects of what the What was 80s. the plot of that one? You know, I don't know if I could really tell you. I just remember the floating and running around a bit. That really narrows it down. <laughs> the episode where they ran around a bit. <laughs> that one doesn't. The thing that really sticks out in my mind is Peter Davison floating out in space. So realistically. Well, for the time, I mean. Uh, the first season, I honestly don't remember a whole lot. I remember Castrovalva. I remember Time Flight, Earthshock. Black Orchid doesn't ring a bell. That's that's a total historical. It's like two parts. Which means I probably didn't watch it. And it's like a weird blend of like 
No, I had to watch it at some point, but gothic story with an Agatha Christie thing. There's like a costume ball and people are dying. It, it's and there's no aliens at all. Do you remember the episode Kinda? Yes, Kinda. Kinda. What's Kinda about? That's the trippy one where they're Tegan well, thanks gets Thanks for clearing that up. It is. <laughs> Tegan gets uh she falls asleep in the place of the dreaming on the planet or something and then she gets taken over by the Mara. So she's like you see her dreams for a lot of the episode and like weird stuff happens. And then there's this like telepathic people on the planet, so people communicate telepathically, and everything is. I like that one a lot, but it's really weird. It's like. I remember. I remember after, once you start explaining them to me, then I, I I'm mm-hmm. not good with remembering most of the names. That's yeah. <clears throat> Tegan. And is I always mix that evil. one up with Snake Dance. That's like the sequel, Snake Dance. Yeah, I always mix those two up. But yeah, so Kinda was Kinda was pretty good. The Visitation? Doctor Starts the Great Fire of London. Yes! It's with the, um... Not Santarans, was it? No, they're... they're. What are they? They're, oh, they're weird, God. glittery robots they've got working for them. They're so 80s. Who were the bad guys, though? I remember that episode, because they're gonna, they were going to use it... They were going to basically wipe out the population of Earth and start it anew in their image... And they, um... Everyone wants to wipe out yeah, the population apparently. of Earth. Yeah, yeah, that's true. The population of Earth wants to wipe out the population <laughs> of Earth half the time. But they've got the glittery robots. They're, like, sparkly. Yes, yes. I love those. They're so 80s. And so bizarre, but... I am fond of them. Because, yep, they, they land in, at Heathrow Airport 300 years before yeah, it exists. way too early. And Tegan gets pissed again. Because Tegan wants to go home. Because it's much better to be a stewardess on a plane oh, than flying hi- the, a TARDIS. The highway, the highwayman character's in yep. it. I love that guy's character. Who are the Former bad guys? Actor turned highwayman. Yeah. So he's prepared to act. He's the most good-natured highwayman you're ever going to find. Cause yeah, he was. Not really too vicious or just carrying a gun, but... More for show. Ah, uh, it was a Tenopatel or something like that. Some weird alien. <laughs> they also had the Grim Reaper robot. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, that was... When they I, cover up the sparkling facade mm-hmm. with yeah. the cloak and mask. So, yeah, that was a good episode, though. I just don't remember mm-hmm. the name of the aliens. It was like, they, like I said, Ten Trolls or something like that. But that one was good. I liked that. Yeah. And they said that they do start the great, the great London fire. And it's funny because don't they kind of creep? Just leaves. Up? They kind of start it, and then they kind of like, oh, this is that fire. We gotta go. <laughs> well, it's Peter Davison realizes that, and he's like, no, I think we'd better just let this one burn. And yeah, like, and they walk and off. Like, okay. okay. I wonder how they would handle the Chicago fire. <laughs> I think the doctor was to come to Chicago. Santarin kicks over a lantern. Cow aliens. <laughs> Uh, Six point in time. <laughs> well, yeah, I think that's ba- actually in was it Tom Baker or Peter Davison was the first. Peter Davison's, Davison is the first time I think you hear that he can't change something because it's a fixed point in time. <laughs> if I'm correct, it's during Earthshock. He says he cannot go back and rescue Adric because he's become part of the event. Yeah, he does. I'm and once you become part of the event, you cannot be removed because it alters the whole event. 
No one was going, oh, when Adric died, okay? I, I just go, oh, because... <clears throat> I felt bad for Matthew Waterhouse. Nice, seems like a nice guy, but... But so they that's... made him so whiny in the beginning of Earthshock. But he's a teenager. But, but he, he, but he, he wasn't re- always. Sometimes he wasn't whiny. He grew more with Peter Davison's character than he did with Tom Baker. He just sometimes he, does stuff he, that he, looked, he shouldn't. But. I think he looked to the Fifth Doctor more as a mentor. And was always trying to impress him also. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, he's it always... Seems like it. Yeah. What else? Look at what I can do. I can fix this. What was Black Orchid? I said that's the historical one. Two parts. Right. No okay, aliens. Skip that. Uh, then the second to last episode is Earthshock. Cybermen come back. Good good Cybermen episode, actually. Actually, it's a really good episode. I mean, sadly, Edric does die. But overall, that episode in general was pretty good. I like, as I said before, I like the Cybermen better than the old, the new ones. I still hate Cybermen. Mm, I hate, correction, I hate the new Cybermen. I don't like the... I like the old ones, but I hate the new ones. And you're a new fan, which is even funny that you say that. <laughs> I know. Oh, man. I don't even like the ones from, like... Well, the new Cybermen are just robots. There's no... There's no... Yeah, you don't... You don't get the sense that they were ever human. No, they're I just mean, you need robots. That. So you've got that. How many times do you need to see complete robots that just? Yeah, you have the Daleks. Destroy stuff. Yeah, they're like the Daleks light. Mm-hmm. Oh, there was never any suspense in. Uh, I can't think of the, the second season finale, and I'm forgetting the name. Oh, uh, and the the parting of the ways. No, it's first season. Second oh, season is uh, Army of Ghosts. Uh, and Army of Ghosts and uh, Doomsday. Yeah. Oh, the Doomsday. minute they, it, it was every fan, when it's it was, Daleks versus Cybermen. Well, it, was, you're it, like, was, it was every fan, It was every fanboy's dream, but was, you knew the Daleks yeah, were going to just annihilate them. No way, them. the Cybermen no were going to win. And it starts off kind of good for them. They electrocute some of the Daleks, and they're just like rerouting power or whatever the hell yeah. he says, and that's it. It's over. <laughs> it's like and that was like, the funniest. I mean, they were just beating the hell out of them. Yeah. Exterm- exterminate, delete. I'm like, oh my god. That's yeah, the right there, right there. When that when that exchange happened, it showed you which bad guy was the cooler one. Yes. Because what sounds better? The bad guy going, exterminate, or the bad guy going, you will be deleted. Well, really? They, they started out with an edge, because wasn't that the one when they were like, they're both kind of going like, who are you, and who are you? And then, eventually, it's like, well, the, the Dalek, Cyberman, the Cyberman the Dalek Electric- is like, I am a Dalek. Daleks do not, do, and it's like, no, because the Cybermen. Oh, you told the, us you're a Dalek. There's like this weird little exchange, and then it's just like, no, that the was Cybermen the only. The Cybermen wanted edge. to work together for a little bit, or try to work together, or assimilate, or whatever. And they also, they did when that battle, when that first little fight, firefight started. They did electrocute some of the Daleks, and it seemed to work for a split second. <laughs> and yeah, they get the t- they get they get the acknowledgement of tricking the Daleks you know into saying who they are. And then get a couple of them, and then it's like, no, you have no chance in this fight. Cybermen. Yeah, but watching the, the Cybermen just get so beat up. And then the only Cybermen that was actually almost like a real Cybermen was the girl from the Torchwood episode. <gasps> the Lisa. Lisa was probably the most real, like, what you expect a Cyberman to be, because she still had her humanity to a point. She was totally mm-hmm. conflicted, and, you know, she wasn't completely... She didn't look like just a robot. Mm-hmm. Just I think she was. I think she was a little too sexily <laughs> clad to be a Cyberman, though. Sexy but Cyberman. Yeah. Oh, happy Halloween. <laughs> yeah. 
slutty slutty Cybermen's wearing even less clothes. <laughs> but uh, no, Earth Earthshock is probably probably one of my favorite Cybermen episodes. It's, I mean, uh, there's not a lot of them yeah. that I like, and that one was pretty. Like, I really wanted to like Neil Gaiman's last season. I just I don't think it was so much his fault. It's just here, Neil, take the sh- take the shittiest bad guy we have, and make it cool. Doesn't happen. I still feel like that episode had too much going on. It was like you felt like there was more to it that just didn't. So then the parts that were left, you were like, wait, why did that happen? And mm-hmm. why are they doing that? And then, I mean, they are totally not human when a Cyberman can just take off his head. Like, how much of a human is left if you can just remove your head and place it somewhere else and then go get it? In so many ways. Yeah, I can accept, like, the arm coming off. Yeah. You know, something like that, but the head? No. Uh, After Earthshock, we lose Adric and we go to Time Flight. Where you think you lose Tegan. Yeah. Uh, I actually really like this episode. A lot of people hate it. The Master's back. You have Concords flying into another dimension. <laughs> I mean, it, it's a little complicated, but <clears throat> cool nonetheless. The TARDIS appears over Heathrow, just like hovering, <laughs> and everyone's... No, no, they before that, they land in Heathrow, and they're like, there's a report of a blue police box on the upper <laughs> terminal or whatever. <laughs> Nothing good yeah. to say about it? You didn't care for that one? No, that's not one of my... But no. all I... I, I think I, I think I admit, think I liked it mainly because it had a Concord in it, and I liked the Concord. I have to admit, a lot of that one doesn't stick in my head. It's kind of like I remember Tegan leaving, but not really wanting to leave, because then she like races back at the last minute, but the TARDIS is already dematerialized. How did they get her back in Arc of Infinity? Because which, by the way, is episode one of season two. Conveniently, her cousin has like disappeared or something. And it's connected with the aliens in that story. So then That's she right. comes back with the doctor because of all the people on Earth, it just so happens that Tegan's cousin got. Yeah, they were like at a hostel or something, a youth hostel or something somewhere. Yeah. So, yeah, and her cousin disappears. So then, <clears throat> conveniently, and of course we have Colin Baker. Yes, Colin Baker, head of security on Gallifrey, plays head of security on Gallifrey. A mere two seasons before he apparently ascends to the th- to the throne of Doctor. Quite prominently, and it's not like a little tiny. No, he's not a bit character. No, he's a he's big there. part in the episode, and then he becomes a Doctor later on. Yeah, like the father in the um, Peter Capaldi's character in Fires of Pompeii. More Baker prominent had, Baker than was that. more prominent yeah. than that. Oh, really? Well, first off, this episode was like this story was four episodes long, mm. and. Colin Baker was in a lot of it. He was going to kill the Doctor. Yeah, angry quite a bit of it, as I recall. As he played the Doctor as well. Yeah, I was going to say, it transitioned right. They went, we like that angry guy. That's how Moffat's doing it. <laughs> We're going to find out that Colin Baker was not the Doctor. <laughs> nah, I don't know, I'm just saying. Nah. He was the head of security masquerading as, as the Doctor. The doctor. <laughs> um, It's an okay episode. Mm-hmm. Then we go to Snake Dance, the sequel to yes. Kinda. Tegan gets to play evil for that episode. Also, this season we see Tegan no longer wearing the flight attendant's outfit because yeah. she lost her job. She is dressed slightly more 
sexy for the eighties. <laughs> a black mini skirt and yeah, like a, yeah, she looks like she's going clubbing. <laughs> uh, I I liked her character a lot more the second time around too. Unfortunately, she I don't think well no she stays a while still. Yeah, she's good. She's on there for a while, yeah. So she uh, actually she's she's one of the longest running companions. Mm-hmm. She I was, thought Jamie was one of the longest. Jamie running. is the longest. Okay. It's Jamie then, it's Jamie then Sarah Jane, but Tegan holds the record for most consecutive. She holds a record for something to do with like most consecutive episodes or some something like that. Sarah Jane really wasn't on the show that long. We talked about that during the mm-hmm. fourth one. She was four, three. Three seasons? Four Maybe seasons? like three and a half. Something like I that. I think she yeah. left in the middle of the. But yeah, that. No, Tegan. You she thought was she was gone, and then she came back, and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was free of the uniform. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that one. She she's evil. Or just, she's taken over by the Mara. Evil er. But yeah, she's just running around. Tegan was definitely, I mean, a lot of, she was a forceful, you're doing it my way kind of person. <laughs> there was, I mean, Tegan argued with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Including the doctor, Turlo, <laughs> Adric, Nissa occasionally, even though they became good friends. She wasn't mm-hmm. around to argue with Perry. No. But, so that was Snake Dance, the sequel. I don't really remember the whole plot of it. She, she hasn't quite gotten rid of her possessed by the Mara thing and it like takes over and it makes her set the wrong coordinates in the TARDIS because she's helping the doctor and it brings them to the home of the Mara and Mm -hmm. they're going to have a ceremony and the Mara is going to be brought back it's like a whole okay but it's like the end of James Bond live and let die (laughs) with the voodoo guys there's lots of snakes Uh, which is probably why I don't like it and don't remember it because I'm not a snake fan (laughs) After Snake Dance, we have Modron and Dead. We see the Brigadier. He's a professor. Oh, interesting career move. Because yeah. it was supposed to be Ian. Yeah. We, he couldn't do he it. Couldn't they do went, it. Oh, yeah. Brigadier. Well, it was nice to see the Brigadier. Uh, we meet Turlo, who is a student of the Brigadier's. And we find out Turlo is not all that it's, he seems to be. Mm-hmm. Was Turlo an assassin? Turlo was not an assassin. Turlo was a political exile from his home planet who during a series of episodes known as the Black Guardian Trilogy, even though it was technically four episodes it he the Black Guardian tells him if you kill the doctor I can bring you home and no one will mess with you or whatever so there's some clumsy attempts but over eventually he turns on the Black Guardian and sides with the doctor mm-hmm. and won't, won't do okay. it well, this was the season that was the 20th anniversary, right? So they were bringing back all the old. Mm-hmm. So they brought back the Black Guardian. Right, the, Black Guardian back was the, from, the Black Guardian was from the Key of, of Time uh, yeah. series, which was a great, you know, yeah. good series. Uh, I want to say this encompassed Modern Undead, Terminus, Enlightenment, and King's Demons? Not no, I mean, that King's, King's Demons. Demons was historical again. Yeah, there was one other one that they considered Back part of that the trilogy. I don't remember English what it was. English Civil War, I think, King's Demons. I always forget what the third one was. I think it was those oh, three, no, it right? was, uh, yeah, it was Modern and Dead, Terminus and Enlightenment. Yeah. But, um, so we meet Turlo. Uh, the Doctor, Tegan feels there's something wrong, not right with the guy. 
doesn't want him to travel with him. He helps solve a time paradox on Earth, saving everybody, and the doctor says, okay, come with us. The doctor says, I, I know what I'm doing. He can come. Hmm. And this leads mm-hmm. into Terminus, which is actually a really good episode, where they go to Terminus Station, which is supposedly where sick people go to get healed, when in reality they just go there to die or, like, be killed and used for whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't remember all the, everything that happens in it, but I remember at the end, Nissa decides to stay and help make the people well. It was a plague. Yeah, it was some plague. And yeah. she caught it for a while. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, I'm going to stay and yeah, help. Yeah, she decides to stay and help, and Tegan is astonished by it, and Turlo's impressed and astonished by it, and, mm-hmm. you know, she stays behind to help, you know, heal people and run the station. Mm-hmm. Enlightenment, I don't remember. I remember, I remember Termin- Terminus was good. I remember a lot of crawling through, like, maintenance shafts or something. <laughs> it's interesting the way sometimes your memory is something, and my memory is, oh, they ran around a lot. It's like things that are completely like, not at- helpful at all. Because how many times do they do that? Every episode. <laughs> We're going to crawl through uh, duct here, and then we're going to run down this hallway, probably combine our memories of... And you have a full episode. <laughs> or or at least a hell of a made-up one. A good one. Uh, yeah, Enlightenment, I don't remember much. That one had the Immortals in it. I remember. I remember liking it. When does Chameleon come into the show? Chameleon's the silver yeah. android that's hunting, uh... Not hunting, but looking for turmoil. Yeah. Because, oh, Turlo, interesting side note, Turlo is the last full-time male companion the Doctor has until, do you really want to count Adam? (laughs) I think Mickey. I would have thought Mickey, too. Yeah, I'd count Mickey over Adam. But wasn't Adam a companion before Mickey, technically? He was in three episodes. But Mickey was so much cooler. Eventually. Yeah. In the beginning, he was a tool bag. Oh, I'm kidding. (laughs) Uh, but, but, but. Prior to the new series, prior to Adam and Harkness and, you yeah. know, Mickey. Yeah, I I don't... Technically, Adam counts, but... But he doesn't really count. He didn't mm. last very long. No, and I was surprised he didn't, because he really wasn't a bad character. I mean, I didn't think there was anything, I mean, that warranted getting rid well, of Well, then they were introducing Jack, so they weren't going to have... The Doctor traveling with two men. We have Enlightenment and the King's Demons, which you believe was a historical piece. Yeah, I think that was English Civil War. The ones that we say we think and we don't know much about and we don't remember, probably not the most memorable ones of the Peter Davison era. But in that same season, 1983, was The Five Doctors, which (laughs) I adore that episode. Everyone rips on it. Oh, it's horrible. You know what? It's great. (laughs) And I wish they could do it now. I wish they Mm -hmm. could. And... Basically, someone opens yeah, up what's called the uh, Forbidden Zone. No, it was the Lord President. Yeah, but why was he doing it? Oh, wasn't he? He turned out to he be wanted, somebody else, though. Because he wanted uh, immortality. That's right. Because contrary to what everyone's arguing about now on the internet, Cause, the uh, amount of regenerations Rassalon. a Time Lord gets is dictated by the Time Lords. The end. I don't want any male, mm-hmm. I don't want any 
freaking Facebook. Yeah, yeah. It's it's hinted at and mentioned many times. They give the master more regenerations. Hence, they control the amount in of regenerations story, you right? get. Yeah, in, they're willing to give him another yes. round of regenerations. So, with the Time Lords gone, the Doctor can regenerate however the hell many times he wants. But he wants Rassilon could grant immortality, right? So they're he wants Rassilon's he, buried in the Forbidden Zone. Yeah. he's using the Doctor and the Master. Well, they're using there. the Master to warn the Doctor, but the Doctor, of course, doesn't listen to him. The best exchange is the first the first Doctor the Master runs into happens to be the one that recognizes them and doesn't like mm-hmm. him at all, and it's Pertwee. And he shows mm-hmm. him the seal of the seal of Rassilon, the proof he's from the High Council, and the Doctor takes it and says. I'll give this. I'll give this back to him when I see him and return the stolen property. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or it was, no stolen, no doubt. I'll return this when I see him and he takes it from him. Mm-hmm. Oh, I saw that. That's what and I saw. It. I was like, I saw the the destructiveness when he did when Furby did that. Too far away. <laughs> Sorry. Of course, uh, it's really the three doctors and the fake doctor because. Tom Baker didn't do it, and Hartnell is dead, but... Yeah. Wow, way, way to go, Captain Buzzkill. They had a substitute Hartnell. Yeah. I was saying it's really the three doctors all over again. You've got three, really. And Davison, who really wasn't in the beginning of it. Davison's not in the Forbidden Zone in the first couple episodes. And he spends a lot of it with the <coughs> Time Lords on, in mm-hmm. the... Non forbidden zone. The non forbidden zone. Do you ever wonder why he didn't? Why he didn't? Uh, while he was there, visit um, the savage chick. What was her name? Um, Leela? Louise Jameson. Yeah, Leela. I mean, Leela was married to a time lord and lived on Gallifrey. <laughs> You'd think she would have been there. But you no. see Daleks. You see Cybermen. You what's that other killing machine that just destroys? Oh yeah, another the... alien creature that destroys the Cybermen. <laughs> Oh, what was he? Yeah, the one that like appears and he disappears. He just disappears and, and appears, a, and he shoots arrows. Yeah, and just, oh. he was really a badass. But I yeah, I'd like to see. I'd like to see them again. He he took out five Cybermen with ease. Mm-hmm. I can't. Yeah, he was like guarding the entrance to the yeah. little cave, and I'm making hand gestures that no one can see, but that's okay. We f- we forgive you. It's the pantomime part of the podcast, because. Anyways, five doctors, fun, fun episode. Yeah. Uh, it was nice to see them all. It was nice to see Troughton, who didn't look much different. Pertwee looked like he still was playing him. Yeah. Pertwee looked like he was playing him on a side series somewhere else, <laughs> like the doctor and the, like the doctor and the de- detective or some like weird cop show because he was he hadn't lost a step. Mm. We see Bessie again. Yes. We see Sarah Jane again. Canine. The First time we see Canine since yeah, the Brigadier is back. Which well, he was back in Modern and Dead. Susan. Yeah. Yes. Who who really didn't age poorly at all? She looked pretty close to, you know, herself. I mean, she was ten years older, but still. You briefly see Jamie. Yeah. And Zoe, I think. Mm. And Liz Shaw. Yeah. Because they're all just hallucinations or... Not quite, what are they? False images, they aren't really there. Right, so they're different. different So they're there for a second to go, 
doctor, doctor. And he's like, you're not real. Okay, they're gone. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but that episode was pretty good. And we see that immortality comes at a cost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, and that, that was the end of season 23, that episode also, which was what? A total of... Was it four episodes? Five? The whole season? No, that whole that whole story. This whole story? It's like a 90-minute thing, but did they broadcast it as episodes, or was it like a movie? I don't remember. I, I thought, thought it was maybe broadcast it was as like a movie. movie. Uh, next season... <clears throat> next season happened to be the last for Peter Davison. Too bad, because there was actually a lot of good episodes in this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Warriors of the Deep. We meet the... Silurians. Silurians, again. yeah. And the sea devils. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And yep. the garbage bag looking monster. Yeah. Well, it's better than a penis monster. <laughs> <laughs> That's I don't remember the actual alien names. I call them by what they look like. That's more fun. Garbage bags. Penises. <laughs> um, We're three years old. Warriors of the Deep was a pretty good episode, though. I mean, the monster looked hideously bad. But mm-hmm. overall, it wasn't bad. I enjoyed that episode. I haven't seen it in a while. Yeah. But they're on, like, an underwater, like, yeah. research complex. Excuse me. Sorry. But they're, yeah, they're on, like, an underwater research complex. And uh, when do they meet the Silurians? Is it because they're drilling? Yeah, I want to say they're... They're always drilling yeah. something on these shows. Oh, they're, they're constantly drilling. Or they're expanding, and the Silurians are, like... Not wanting it, any part of it. <laughs> no kidding. But yeah, yeah, I think they were drilling again. Yeah, I haven't seen that one in a while, but I remember. Yeah, then they they awaken the Silurians and the Sea Devils again, and that's never good. Oops. No, no, it never is. Uh, we have Wars of the Deep, the Awakening. I don't remember. I, I want to say that was another historical. Probably, Frontios. Hey, don't look at me. I if you am, don't remember it, I mean, I, I am I drawing a complete blank that on that one. Yeah, same here. I do not remember that one at all. <laughs> but I remember the next one, Resurrection of the Daleks. Yes. Tegan leaves. Mm-hmm. Really, Tegan leaves, and there's only two more episodes of Davison anyway. She was there almost his entire run. Mm-hmm. But Resurrection of the Daleks was a pretty good episode, uh... Davro- yeah, Davros. Yeah, it. yeah. Davros. They, that, that's the whole plot is that they're trying to kidnap Davros or break Davros out of prison. Really. Yeah, yeah. And Turlo, uh, I don't even know what he does. He just runs around a lot. <laughs> I have no idea really what the guy did in that episode. Yeah, he's on the Dalek ship and he's on Earth. Yeah, and I, I don't remember. Tegan was captured for a while. We find that out one. that the Daleks use mind control on humans. So they, oh, we find out they're using humans to help them out. Oh, yeah. They are. Yep. Not those ape-like creatures. Well, I guess humans are kind of ape-like creatures. <laughs> but not those, you know, <laughs> actually ape-looking characters. And then from there, they move on to the new series using pig slaves. So mm, Yeah, they've really gone down They thought pigs were better than men, I guess. Yeah, Resurrection of the Daleks also kicked off the trilogy of yeah. uh, Dalek episodes that all follow 
which is resurrection, revelation, revelations, and, and remembrance, remembrance, which is the best Dalek episode I think ever <laughs> to this day, or at least maybe second only to the Tom Baker uh, Genesis. Genesis, but remembrance is just uh, uh, so good. <laughs> Uh, Resurrection of the, of the Daleks wasn't bad. You know, they're on mm-hmm. they're on this. You feel bad for everybody on that space station. One guy's about to leave. One girl's about to leave. One guy's trying to clean it up, and yep, they all die. It's very dark. It is. That's why Tegan leaves. Tegan mm-hmm. decides she's seen too much. She, I think she even says it stopped being fun. Mm-hmm. And luck, luck as luck would have it, they just happen to be in her time period. Mm-hmm. It's convenient the way sometimes things work out like that. Yeah, yeah. Then we go to Planet of Fire, which is Turlo's last yeah, episode. Yeah, Turlo leaves. And Chameleon. Chameleon, yeah, Turlo finds out that it's safe to go back home. We find out everything about him, that he's from the planet Tryon, there was a civil war, him and his family were exiled, and the girl he was in love with was on the wrong side of the civil war. <laughs> her father, that's why her father exiled them all. And they pick up. They pick up Perry, Perry, who is a student. Gillian Brown. Who is a student. Uh, Botany. In, yeah, in during Greece. Which I always love. I think of all the... And every now and then they... I know that's getting ahead, but they throw in the like, Oh, what herb would this be? And she's like, oh, well, I can do... Like, this is the weirdest specialty to give her. Botany. She was in... It was in Greece, right? And the master's in this episode. Yeah. Somewhere in the Mediterranean, for sure. And she doesn't want to go back to school, and her stepfather is forcing her to go back to school somehow, and she ends up with the doctor and Turlo. She jumps off the boat or something, and Turlo saves her. I believe the first Doctor Who assistant on screen to wear a bikini. <laughs> if I'm correct, I, I too. I think so. Perry. Um, I mean, Sarah Jane wore a little, like, a two-piece, but not... Yeah, well, they did, I don't think those really existed the way they did in the 80s. It wasn't yeah. terribly revealing. It was like shorts and a little midriff-bearing top, <gasps> as I recall. Blasphemy. And she had like a beach ball. She was supposed to go to the beach. Yes, yes. I can't remember which Tom Baker that was, but... That's okay, because we're still talking about the Davidson episodes. Yes. Uh, Caves on, on Drosny. Not a bad episode. Kind of a yeah. kind of a fan of the opera feel to it, <laughs> right? Masked, I mean, yeah, yeah. Defigured, disfigured man. The doctor, in a mask. the doctor gives his life to save Exacting Perry. Acting his revenge, yeah, yeah. And uh, another plague. Yeah. Well, not quite a plague. He no. steps in the. They get the. Oh, what were they harvesting there? Organs. I don't know. It was something, some growth, and they get it on them, and then they're gonna die. Unless they get the milk from the queen bat. I remember that because I remember <laughs> thinking, how did he get the milk? Because the doctor like goes and gets and comes back with like a little vial. And I'm like, did he just milk a bat? That is the weirdest thing to need. We need bat's milk. Hmm. <laughs> I can milk the queen bat. But he only but, has enough to save one. But he dies at the end. Well, he regenerates at the end. Into Change and not a moment too soon. Oh, God, that's right. He changes into Colin Baker. Colin Baker's first word... Oh, Perry says, Doctor, what happened? Or something like that. And Baker's first words are, Change, Change. and not a moment Moment too too soon. soon. And then the Doctor who just gave his life to save his companion tries to strangle her. 
because he has an unstable regeneration and there's mm-hmm. no zero room. Mm-hmm. I will say, Colin Baker truly wanted to play the role. Colin Baker said he wanted to be the longest running doctor ever, and he truly believed he could be that. But they didn't but set was, him up well at all. It was poor writing, it was poor costume. Because you went was, from the doctor who sacrificed himself to him trying to kill his companion. He, he wasn't himself. It, it's like, but if you wanted to set it up for people to, like, hate him from the start. Yeah, well, they did a good job. I mean, like, I didn't, haven't seen any of the Colin Baker episodes, I have to admit. So, he's harder to like. Just they set him up that way. It's not even like it's his fault or it's. But they just like wanted him to be abrasive. Yeah. And I, I don't hate him, but he would never be my favorite. He's like, I mean, it, the way they set it up, as I said, it, they couldn't have set him up worse. Because he's like, you have the doctor that gave his own life to save Perry and then within the next episode he's trying to strangle her because he's unstable and you're like really? you really set him up to be hated because you're like who is that like why is he and, and he's so pompous not that other doctors weren't but there's something about him that you're kind of like he is like in love with himself Ugh. And he and Perry just argue like 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 an old married couple that should just divorce. They're like bickering through the first season like they never agree. So you're like you gave him a companion that doesn't like him. <laughs> He's more difficult. It's like you you just it's like they didn't think it through. Like, it was an interesting choice to make the Doctor not as likable, but he's just... It's like they all of a sudden just went, be pompous and nobody will like you. And, and douchey. Yeah, he's... Well, I said it, it's like he and Perry are like... I said like an old married couple that should just divorce for the first season. They're like... Arguing all the time. How like, many, even his companion doesn't like him. <laughs> how many seasons was Colin Baker? Two, right? Two. Ugh. Three. And within 18... Well... Well, he did his first episodes, the end of... No, it was two. Yeah, it was two. And then he was so, um... And there's the 18-month so hiatus was so, in there, yeah, too. Yeah, He was so pissed off that he did not want to come back to do the yeah. regeneration scene. So McCoy... McCoy, McCoy does had to it wear in the, the wig. wig. Yeah. Well, of all the doctors to do it, I'm sure McCoy was ready to throw himself into that. Yeah, it was a there was the 18 month production hiatus. Uh, do you think that they wanted the coat to be the new scarf? If they did, they were so wrong. Oh, obviously, but I mean, do you think that's what they were going for, mm-hmm. or were they just freaking colorblind? I. Although I do like when he's choosing his outfit. And he's in the like Tardis doesn't wardrobe. He, doesn't he put on Troughton's? Uh, well, he looks coat. at Troughton's fur coat, and then he's like, he puts on Pertwee's like maroon, yeah, velvety blazer, jacket, yeah. and then he's like, "No, this is it." And you're like, "No," but Perry insults his choice too. Mm. She's like, "You have like you have no fashion sense." What? 
says yeah. the woman who has some interesting fashion choices herself. They made her look like Veruca Salt from Willy Wonka, wearing all purple. Perry was not a big girl at all, by any means. She looked like a walking plum. It was a she hideous, does. hideous She's choice of outfits in She's always in, like, that. short shorts and, like, the top and it... Okay, when she was in short shorts, at least she didn't look like a plum. <laughs> that outfit they had her in the one time with that purple jacket. Oh, God, it was so bad. Yeah. I guess the Colin Baker years are, are marred by... Uh, Colin not getting along with the production. Like, Colin wanting to go one way and... Them wanting him to play it a different way, and well, he wanted the leather jacket a lot. Yeah, so and, he was so jealous of <laughs> Eccleston. Yeah, a lot of the stories just aren't really well written. I mean, I again, any who's better than no who, but ugh, this is pushing some of them. Some of them aren't, but it's just you, you have know what? to. The twin dilemma. I don't even remember. There's twins His first that are one. kidnapped. Attack of the Cybermen. Again, the Cybermen suck anyway. Yeah, that one isn't. You know, Vengeance great. on Varos wasn't I bad. Like that that one. one I like. Mark of the Ronnie, they introduce a female Time Lord. It's like a scientist. Yeah, she's I like an evil that scientist. That's not a bad episode. Uh, the Two Doctors, oddly enough, I'm going to say I like it. A lot of people <laughs> tell me how horrible it is. But it was worth it just to see Troughton again. Just to mm. see Troughton and Jamie one last time was, was well worth it. Time Lash. I've seen that one a hundred times, and I can't tell you what it's about. I just remember it wasn't very good. Revelation of the Revelation of the Daleks. Interesting. Actually, not bad. Yeah, it's not a bad... They find out that the Daleks are using a mortuary as a... Well, as a hideout, I guess. Yeah. And there's an assassin out to assassinate Davros. Yeah. And that episode's not too bad. There's some interesting things in there. Yeah, those are all the... When they changed the format, too. The two 45-minute episodes. Yeah, and they moved it to Saturday. Because for a while it was bi-weekly. I mean, half-hour episodes, and then it moved to Saturdays. I think in the 80s they changed it like crazy at that point. Like, they were just trying to kill off yeah. the show. We'll put it here. We'll put it here. We'll do it this way. We'll do it that way. You okay? Yeah, I'm a little tired. A little bit? Yeah. Just oh my bit. gosh. I'm like... Uh, Revelation of the Daleks, not a horrible episode. Not, yeah. not great. It's not Remembrance. It's not <laughs> um, Resurrection. But it, it's not bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in some of these episodes we do see, in the Cyberman episode especially, you see Perry and the Doctor holding people at gunpoint. <laughs> in the episode bef- in Revelation... Resurrection of the Daleks, you see Peter Davison holding Davros at gunpoint. Yeah. So, what was RTD talking about when he said the Doctor doesn't use guns? <laughs> hmm. There's lots of instances where the Doctor is using it, not only holding a gun, but using it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't remember which episodes I saw, like, David Tennant's Doctor do it. Eccleston has that big-ass gun he's going to shoot the Dalek, Dalek with. yeah. But that doesn't count. That's fighting the Daleks. He uses guns a lot on the Daleks. They don't apply to his no gun rule. No. He used... Pertwee used guns against the Green Death. The Mm. the worms, right? Wasn't he shooting at the worms? Well, some of them... Some of the doctors use, like... I'm like, are we going technically they don't have, like, a handgun or a rifle? They have some high-tech, futuristic 
weapon because a lot of them are count. yeah a lot of them are those so i went is that what we're not counting it's true uh season 23 1986 the final peter day or colin baker up series trial of a time lord oh uh, it's horrible the only reason it's watchable is because it's Doctor Who. Some of them aren't bad. We're introduced to Mel at some point during this season, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, that's... Because, uh, wait, no, she's in Reve- is she in Revelation? No, she's in the... T- is it Terror of the Vervoids? No. Yeah, she might be. The Vervoids. Is it Terror? The first part? <laughs> like, am I getting Well, that the first episode's right? a mysterious planet. I don't remember which one of these is which. I remember that the Valley That's where they introduced Glitz. Yes, they have a long Mel's glance. future. Yeah. They basic, ba- the basic overview is that the Valyard is trying to have the Doctor put away in prison or put to death, one of the two. Because he and, wants and his he f- remaining He lives. wants his remaining ge- regenerations. And he falsifies stuff in, the ma- in what they call the Matrix mm-hmm. to make it look like the Doctor did things he didn't. We later find out that the Valyard is actually a future incarnation of the Doctor, which led to the speculation that John Hurt was the Valyard because he—I think he was between eleven and twelve, or twelve and thirteen. Twelve and thirteen, yeah. I think they said. Yeah, he. But then you got to listen to Colin Baker. The one part is it gets so tiring is the trial, and he just keeps going like, "Well, the stockyard over here, and the backyard. The you're like, how many different compound words using yard are you gonna call him?" Because he just does that constantly. It's like, was that like a game in the writer's room? They went, how many different words can we come up with that end in yard? And they had like a long list and they went, use these this time. Because that is like a repeated joke through the whole thing that I'm just like, this got... We see that, we find out that Perry's dead. But not. But then they they save her because they figured it would be too bad. They didn't want to kill off another companion. Uh, It's just... A weak series. It's not great. I mean, there's a couple episodes that are wa- that are good. I mean, I, they're watchable, but not by. Although, know. actually, I think I liked Mel better with Colin Baker's yes. Doctor than McCoy, because it Mel was like a better ver- contrast. Mel worked very well with Colin Baker, even though they only had she six be- episodes she together. Be- she worked better with Colin Baker than Perry did. Yeah. She did not work so well with. Sylvester McCoy, but McCoy and, and Sophie Aldred were brilliant together. Yeah, they were they were just perfect together, you know. And I think if Mel had came in in somewhere mid first season of Colin Baker, I mean, it, she, it could have provided a lot better chemistry. She on screen. was like a better because she better was foil. all like peppy and upbeat. So then you combine. She has him on an exercise with, bike. Yeah, drinking carrot she, juice. Drinking carrot juice on an exercise bike. Yeah, I was like that. She walks out, and he's like, one, two, and yeah. he stops pedaling, and he's like, three, four, five, six, and she walks back, and he starts again. Mm. Yeah, she was a better... I, I liked her with Colin Baker, actually. With Sylvester McCoy, I... It, the chemistry wasn't quite right. No. Her but, and McCoy, got, I mean, they got along. It's just it didn't work on screen as well as you'd hoped. Well, I, said, I think it was more of a contrast with Colin Baker, because he was much more, like, irritable and... Mm-hmm. And then she was just all upbeat and, okay, we're going to do this. And you were like, okay, that can play off of that. With McCoy, he wasn't particularly... I never understood the immense amount of hatred for her character. No. I, didn't, I never thought she was that bad. No, There's been worse. Dodo was worse <laughs> than, than her. Yeah, I, I didn't have a big problem with her. I mean, no. she would not be my favorite companion, but... No, but she wouldn't be on my hated list either. 
But I think she, I said, I think she works better when you look at her with Baker than McCoy. Agreed. If you look at her with McCoy, she can be kind of annoying at times. Baker, you went, okay, I get why they brought in that particular character. Yeah. yeah. But. But then at the end of the t- trial of the Time Lord, everything's Jim Dandy. Everything's great. Mm-hmm. Everything's perfect. Doctor flies off with Mel in the TARDIS. And the, the Master's in the end of that. Oh, uh, the Master is in the end of it. That's true. Saves the Doctor. Yes, because a world, a gal- a universe without the Doctor is not a universe worth thinking about. Is that he's, what he says in one it's, episode? It, there's some. I don't know but if it's that episode or to, another one. You get the impression he wants the privilege of destroying the Doctor himself. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree He's with that. He's not going to let the Valyard or the Stockyard or the Backyard or whatever any of the other 20 puns they come up with is. He's not going to let him get the fun. That's true. He wants them. But, um, yeah, that series ends. Oh, everything's hunky-dory. We have an 18-month hiatus. Colin Baker is fired. We come back with Sylvester McCoy, which we'll talk about in our next episode. Mm-hmm. Because everyone in retrospect seems to like Sylvester McCoy more and more I like <coughs> Sylvester McCoy and Peter Davison mm-hmm. as my two classics mm-hmm. the new classics I, I everyone I used to get a lot of crap for saying that Tom Baker wasn't one of my favorites but Pertwee Davison and uh, McCoy were my three top classic doctors mm-hmm. in no particular order I mean so I got nothing else you guys I'm good Nope, I think that... I think that was episode 21, is what you're about to say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of Two Girls, A Guy, and a Tardis. We'll probably be back a lot sooner this time. <laughs> and we'll finish up our classic Doctor review before the <laughs> 50th. I think and McGann is going to take a long time. Oh, no. He did so many episodes. Well, are we talking about Big Finish? Because he did a lot of those. We haven't gone there, so... Yeah, that's true. So, anyways... Otherwise, th- these episodes would be... We'd have a lot more to talk about. Yeah. I, we'd be cutting each of these into separate episodes. Yeah. So. But anyways, thanks for listening. <laughs> and I'm John. I'm Nicole. I'm Joanna. And we are two girls, a guy, and a TARDIS. <laughs> <laughs> Until we get theme music, right? <laughs>